fit tonight's lesson. I'll carry that on purpose tonight. If you happen to look at the influence of the author, that was attributed to Psalm 119, 105. And we'll get there in just a moment. If you want to go ahead and turn back to Psalm 119, if I had this lesson to tonight's lesson, um, if I had to give a title, I'll get it straight here in a moment. If I had to give a title to tonight's lesson, it would be that which Greg read for us. If thou would enter into life. And we understand that's the rich young ruler and he was seeking eternal life. If you will enter into life and keep the commandments. We're going to, Lord willing, finish out Psalm 119. We're going to flip back and forth, but we're going to spend the bulk of our time in Psalm 119. Um, we're going to compare and maybe contrast our minds and see if they align with the, the delights of the psalmist. The psalmist said in verse number one, Blessed are the undefiled in the way to walk in the law of the Lord. <laughs> Go back to Matthew 19 one more time. Let's set it in our minds and then we're going to flip over to Luke. Matthew 19 and verse 17 again. So rich young ruler, Jesus replying unto him, he asked what he might have to do to have eternal life in verse 16. By the way, since we studied this or talked through it last week, I'm not going to go through all of that. But verses 16 through 22, if you want to make note, you go back to study those on your own. But the rich young ruler asked what he has to do to have eternal life. And this is Jesus' answer. First of all, why callest thou me good? There is none good but one. That is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, if you'll enter into eternal life, keep the commandments. And we understand the, um, the response of the rich young ruler. He, uh, he was challenged with the, with the keeping of the law, and he said, I've done all those things. Since I was a youth, I've kept thy law. I love it. And Jesus said to him, there's one thing. Sell your riches. Give unto the poor. And listen to that, to what he says in verse 21. And thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come follow me. That's what the rich young ruler said he wanted. I want eternal life. I want to go to heaven. And evidently his covetousness of his wealth was what was getting in his way and doing that which he should. And he was tasked with what seems like one simple thing. Give it up. Give that up here, focus on what's eternal, and you'll have eternal life. Verse 22 says, but he went on his way sorrowful because he had great riches. Go to Luke 5, 5. I added this in from Jimmy's, uh, Jimmy's sermon this morning. That verse stuck with me and resonated with me as I was reading along with him and then meditating on it for a few minutes. If I get them pages to turn here. Luke chapter 5 and verse 5. Now, recognize, because I want you to compare and contrast the rich young ruler and Simon Peter. Rich young ruler was tasked with what he needed to do from Jesus himself to have eternal life. And then here's Peter Jesus is teaching from the, the ship because there was a crowd, a multitude of people, and that was expedient to push him away from shore so he could teach. 
And Jesus tells him to push on out into the deep now and let out your nets. And listen to Simon. I'm going to back up to verse 4 first. We'll get a little context. Now when he had left speaking, that's Jesus, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answered, and Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Now pause and give reflection on what Simon Peter said. Master, we have worked hard. These men have worked hard. They worked all night long and they have not a fish. They have nothing to show for their work. And then listen to what he said. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the nets. He had some trust and faith in the master. Now, we also get a little bit of insight into Peter's mind in that he didn't fully expect that which Christ gave, or God gave. Because we follow down a little bit in verse 8. After they had so many fish, they couldn't pull the nets in. Simon Peter fell down on his knees. And he said, Master, depart from me, or depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. In other words, I'm not worthy to be in your presence. I doubted that you could, could uh, supply in such abundance. Same statement that Jesus made to the rich young ruler. Go and sell what you have, give unto the poor, and you'll have riches in heaven. It's what he wanted, or what he said he wanted, but he wouldn't do it. And then here's Simon Peter. He said, we worked hard, and we've seen no results of all the labor that we put in. But because you said to do it, I'm going to do it. And Jesus gave plentifully. Now I want you to go back to Psalm 119. And I want you to think about those two things. I want you to think about our lessons on conforming to God's word. And if we are striving to conform and to keep his law, if our delight is in God's law and in his commandments, or are we trying to twist it and bend it into that which fits for us? Are we like the rich young ruler? We kept it all until it doesn't feel right to me. Until I don't want to give that up. Until the hard work sets in or that which is contrary to what we believe or already have in our mind. And like the rich young ruler, do we go away sorrowful as we try to twist and bend God's will to match ours? Or are we like Simon Peter and the psalmist? Who, uh, the psalmist had a mind of God in that he says, My delight, my love, my joy, my all is in your commandments. And he over and over and over again in almost every verse speaks about God's law, his commandments, his light, his precepts, his ways, and he's striving to honor them and to keep them. His delight is in them. His joy is in them. Is that the way our mind is, and is it focused in the same way? Let's pick up in verse 57, and we're going to read through it all. probably takes us 10 or 15 minutes, a long reading, but think about the psalmist and, and his mindset, and listen to those words and his attitude toward God's ways. Thou art my portion, O Lord. I have said that I would keep thy words. I entreat thy favor with my whole heart. Be merciful unto me according to thy word. I thought on my ways and turned my feet unto thy testimonies. I made haste and delayed not to keep thy commandments. The bands of the wicked have robbed me, but I have not forgotten that law, thy law. Pause for a moment. 
you're going to see the ups and the downs of the psalmist, and I want you to note those as well. He has trials, he has temptations, he has failures, he has persecution, but in all of that, God is my all. His commandments are my delight. He has moments, he has pinnacles of joy and happiness, and in those moments, God's law is his delight. All right, pick back up at 62. At midnight, I will rise to give thanks unto thee because of thy righteous judgments. I am a companion of all them that fear thee and of them that keep thy precepts. The earth, O Lord, is full of thy mercy. Teach me thy statutes. Thou hast, thou hast dealt well with thy servant, O Lord, according to thy word. Teach me judgment and knowledge, for I have believed thy commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I have kept thy word. Thou art good, and doest good. Teach me thy statutes. The proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep thy precepts with my whole heart. Their heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in thy law. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. The law of my mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. Thy hands have made me and fashioned me, Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. They that fear thee will be glad when they see me, because I have hoped in thy word. I know, O Lord, that thy judgments are right, and that thou in faithfulness hast afflicted me. Let, I pray thee, thy merciful kindness be for my comfort, according to thy word unto thy servant. Let my tender mercies come unto me, that I may live, for thy law is my delight. Let the proud be ashamed, for they dealt uh, perversely with me without a cause, but I will meditate in thy precepts. Let those that fear thee turn unto me, and those that have known thy testimonies. Let my heart be sound in thy statutes, that I be not ashamed. My soul fainteth for thy salvation, but I hope in thy word. Mine eyes fail for thy word, saying, When wilt thou comfort me? For I am become like a bottle in the smoke. Yet do I not forget thy statutes. How many are the days of thy servant? When will thou execute judgment on them that persecute me? The proud have digged pits for me, which are not after thy law. All thy commandments are faithful. They persecute me wrongfully. Help thou me. They had almost consumed me upon earth, but I forsook not thy precepts. Quicken me after thy loving kindness, so I shall keep the testimony of thy mouth. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth, and it abideth. They continue this day according to thy ordinances, for all are thy servants. Unless thy law had been my delights, I should then have perished in my affliction. I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. I am thine, save me, for I have sought thy precepts. The wicked have waited for me to destroy me, but I will consider thy testimonies. I have seen an end of all perfection, but my commandment is exceeding broad. Thy commandment, I'm sorry. Oh, how love. Let me back up to 96. I have seen an end of all perfection, but thy commandment is exceeding broad. Oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Thou, through thy commandments, hast made me wiser than mine enemies, for they are ever with me. 
I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients, because I keep thy precepts. I have refrained my feet from every evil way, that I might keep thy word. I have not departed from thy judgments, for thou hast taught me. How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through my precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. I have sworn, and I will perform it, that I will keep thy righteous judgments. <clears throat> I am afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord, according to thy word. Accept, I beseech thee, the free will offerings of my mouth, O Lord, and teach me thy judgments. My soul is continually in thy hand, yet do I not forget thy law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, yet I erred not from thy precepts. Thy testimonies have I taken as a heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. I have inclined my heart to perform thy statutes always, even until the end. I hate vain things, but thy law do I love. Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. Depart from me, ye evildoers, for I will keep the commandments of my God. Uphold me according unto thy word, that I may live, and let me not be ashamed of my hope. Hold thou me up, and I shall be safe, and I will have respect unto thy statutes continually. Thou hast trodden down all them that err from thy statutes, for their de deceit is falsehood. Thou puttest away all the wicked of the earth like dross, therefore I love thy testimonies. My flesh trembleth for fear of thee, and I am afraid of thy judgments. I've done judgment and justice. Lead me not to mine oppressors. Be surety for thy servant for good. Let not the proud oppress me. Mine eyes fail for thy salvation and for the word of thy righteousness. Deal with thy servant according unto thy mercy and teach me thy statutes. I am thy servant. Give me understanding that I may know thy testimonies. It is time for thee, Lord, to work. For they have made void thy law. Therefore I love thy commandments above gold, yea, above fine gold. Therefore I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right, and I hate every false way. Thy testimonies are wonderful, therefore doth my soul keep them. The entrance of thy words giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. I opened my mouth and panted, for I longed for thy commandments. Look thou unto me, and be merciful unto me, as thou hast, as thou usest to do unto those that love thy name. Order my steps in thy word, and let not in any iniquity have dominion over me. Deliver me from the oppression of man, so will I keep thy precepts. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant, and teach me thy statutes. Rivers of waters run down mine eyes, because they keep not thy law. Righteous art thou, O Lord, and upright are thy judgments. Thy testimonies that thou hast commanded are righteous and very faithful. My zeal hath consumed me, because mine enemies have forgotten thy words. Thy word is very pure, therefore thy servant loveth it. I am small and despised, yet do not I forget thy precepts. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and thy law is the truth. Trouble and anguish have taken hold on me, yet my commandments, thy commandments, are my delights. The righteous of thy testimony is everlasting. 
Give me understanding and I shall live. I cried with my whole heart. Hear me, O Lord, I will keep thy statutes. I cried unto thee, save me and I shall keep thy testimonies. I prevented the dawning of the morning and I cried. I hoped in thy word. Mine eyes prevent the night watches that I might meditate in thy word. Hear my voice according unto thy loving kindness, O Lord. Quicken me according to thy judgment. They draw nigh that follow after mischief. They are far from thy law. Thou art near, O Lord, and all thy commandments are truth. Concerning thy testimonies, I have known of old that thou hast founded them forever. Consider mine affliction and deliver me, for I do not forget thy law. Plead my cause and deliver me. Quicken me according to thy word. Salvation is far from the wicked, for they seek not thy statutes. Great are thy tender mercies, O Lord. Quicken me according to thy judgments. Many are my persecutors and mine enemies, yet do I not decline from thy testimonies. I beheld the transgressors and was grieved because they kept not thy word. Consider how I love thy precepts. Quicken me, O Lord, according to thy loving kindness. Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. Princes have persecuted me without a cause. But my heart standeth in awe of thy word. I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. I hate and abhor lying, but thy law do I love. Seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgments. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee. Let my cry come near before thee, O Lord. Give me understanding according to thy word. Let my supplication come before thee. Deliver me according to thy word. My lips shall utter praise when thou hast taught me thy statutes. My tongue shall speak of thy word, for all thy commandments are righteous. Are righteousness. Let thine hand help me, for I have chosen thy precepts. I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord, and thy law is my delight. Let my soul live, and it shall praise thee, and let my judgments, let thy judgments help me. I've gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant, for I do not forget thy commandments. You can see the mind of the psalmist and his deep delight, his desire, his honor of the law, and his, um, his attitude of willing conformity. And he's striving to keep that which God has given him. I want you to look at the charge given to Timothy by Paul. Go to 2 Timothy in verse 3. You know this well. 1 Timothy 3. And let's start at verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That's why we ought to know it. That's why we ought to embrace it. That's why we ought to study it. That's why we ought to meditate on it. That's why we ought to delight in it like the psalmist, because it is given for our teaching, for proof. It's giving to correct us. It's given for us to have the instructions in how to be righteousness, or how to be righteous. It is given for righteousness, but it is given instruction for how we are righteous. 
And I can either accept it or I can shun it. But it is given, verse 17, that the man of God may be throughly furnished, through and through, unto all good works. If we believe it, and we hold it, we accept it, we honor it, and we strive to keep it. That's what Timothy was charged with. Go up to 15 now, one verse above. And that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. The good news, the gospel, it can make us wise unto salvation if we believe it. That's the faith. If we're willing to accept it, that's the faith. If we're willing to keep it, that's the faith. If we're willing to conform to it, or like the rich young ruler, I'm just not willing to go that far. I've kept it all. You realize, if he did not repent and change his way, this is the Bible speaking, not me, he went on his way sorrowful, but that won't be his most sorrowful day. The Bible tells us that it will be harder on those who knew the truth and didn't accept it. The rich young ruler on the day of judgment, when our Lord and Master says, depart from me, I never knew you, he will understand he had it within his grasp. And I had kept the law up until the point Jesus told me there was one thing that was keeping me from being all in. And I just wasn't willing to go that far. psalmist understood what it meant to commit. The psalmist was striving to keep the word. I don't know if he was perfect. But at the time that the Holy Spirit inspired him to write it, he had the right mind and his love and his delight. Now go over to Acts 28. You know this one as well, but I want you to contrast that which was told of Timothy and the charge to Timothy to keep that which he has known Acts 28 and verse 27. Look at how the, the Jews accepted that which they heard. For the heart of this people is waxed gross. Their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed. Timothy was told to keep that which he had, had learned and, and could give him um, salvation. Jews rejected it. Their ears were dull of hearing and their eyes were closed. But, that's the latter part of this, lest they should with their eyes, I'm sorry, let me back up. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and should be converted. Repent. And I should heal them. If only they had heard, if only they had seen, if only they had put it up here in their hearts, in their minds, and put it to action. If they had repented, God said, I could heal them. I should heal them. He would heal them. 
You don't have to turn back if you've already lost it. Psalm 119, 74 and 75. Listen to these one more time. I have longed for thy salvation, and thy law is my delight. We ought to be able to say that wholeheartedly. I have longed for thy salvation. If we don't possess it today, why not? I have longed for thy salvation. I'm longing for a home in heaven. If I'm not, why not? Thy law is my delight. I'll strive to keep it. I'll strive to honor it and do it because you asked it of me, just like Simon. And 175, let my soul live and it shall praise thee and let thy judgments help me. Now this lines harmoniously with what we saw Jesus' reply to the rich young ruler. Lest we think, well, this is Old Testament and keeping the law bent is near impossible. I'm going to sin. I'm going to fall. I'm going to stumble. I'm going to struggle. I'm going to be tempted. Indeed. But just like he told the rich young ruler, if you should have life, keep my commandments. Or keep the commandments. How many of them? Keep the commandments. I'm going to close with 2 Timothy again, now that I've lost my place. Go back to 2 Timothy, chapter 1 this time. Let's start at verse 6. Look at the admonition, the exhortation, the encouragement given to Timothy, but the, the stirring up that was done. Let's start in verse 6. Wherefore, this is Paul writing unto Timothy, who he loved. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be thou therefore, be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Be a partaker of the afflictions of the good news. Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. Verse 9. Who hath saved us, Jesus, and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to life through the gospel. Skip down to... 13. Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. That good thing, listen to this church, that good thing which was commanded unto thee, the good news, the gospel, that good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost. For us that's this. Keep by the Holy Ghost, which dwelleth in us. We ought to meditate in God's law. We ought to be studious um, seekers of the truth. We should be constantly in the Word. My challenge to us is, are we? And if we are, then good. Are we keeping it? I hope so. Are we striving to do more today than we did yesterday? I would hope. 
Are we striving to take it to others so they understand and can embrace and can accept it? That was the charge given unto Timothy. It wasn't just to hide it up. He was to keep himself. That was told him in 1 Timothy. And he was, um, he was exhorted over and over to go and to preach and to teach that which he knew and that which he held. And that's our call and our charge today. We have to hold it first. We have to possess it. We have to love it. We have to have our delight in it. And then we need to take it unto the world so they have the same hope that the psalmist spoke of over and over and over again. I have hoped in thy word. Just like we spoke the last couple of times, we have studied our way through this, though. God's plan of salvation is simple. It is clear. It comes from the words of the book. It is not... Um, it is not out of the creed book. It is not of the inventions of, of any man, but it is from scriptures that we pull these. And we know when we have repeated Romans 10, 17, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Jimmy had a great sermon this morning on what we hear, what we should hear. Now, faith can come from hearing the word of God projected audibly. It can and it should come from careful study. I don't want you to know that you are saved because I've told you you are saved. I don't want you to accept that which I've said. I want you to compare it to Scripture. And if I'm wrong, tell me because I want to go to heaven. And I want to go with you or with you with me. We have to be aligned in the understanding of what that is. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. So having heard it, we have to believe it. Seems pretty simple so far. So we've heard it and we believe it. We had to do something with it. Luke 13, 3 says, I tell you, nay, except ye repent, you shall all likewise perish. So those things which separate us from God, if we are contrary to his word, if we are not in complete compliance with that which he has ascribed, then we have to be. We have to do a 180 and we have to change and we have to accept that which he's laid out. Romans 10.10 tells us with the heart, or that's with the mind, man believeth and is just. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So we have to be willing to confess that we believe God and that we believe in Jesus and that we believe he is the son of God. He is who he said he is. And that he died on the cross for us. And that leads us to baptism, which seems to be the hardest struggle of man. In Acts 2.38, when asked by the crowd, what shall we do? The implication was, what shall we do to be saved? Because we recognize we've crucified the Savior now. This was the Messiah, and we put him on the cross. So what do we do to be remedied of it? Repent and be baptized for the remission of sin. It's the same as Mark 16.16. 16. Whosoever believed and conjunction is baptized shall be saved. And then we're fond of repeating Revelation 2.10. Given in different contexts that those who were striving for a different hope and going through maybe a deeper persecution than us. But be thou faithful unto death. And we'll inherit that crown of righteousness. We'll be home. Home. And 
the psalmist had that mind. I love Psalm 119. It's long, it's lengthy, it's repetitive. But I love the psalmist, where he was at in that frame of mind at that time. Again, I don't ascribe anything else to the rest of his life. I don't know the depths of anything else that he faced. But I know at the time of the writing, when the Holy Spirit inspired him to put pen to it, his delight was in God's ways. His delight was in conforming to God's will and staying there. It's the light under my feet. It's the lamp under my path. It's the way that I know that I know that I'm saved and I'm going home. Don't risk that. That's my plea. I'm not being emotional with you. Don't risk it. Study it out. If you're uncertain, continue to study it. But if you are certain, if it makes sense, if it's logical that he said, believe and be baptized and thou shalt be saved, then why take the chance? Why go to that day and here depart from me? I never knew you. Why reject the scripture in John it tells us if you love me you will keep my commandments rich young ruler kept him up until the moment he didn't and he went away sorrowful don't go away sorrowful that's my plea unto you if you're here tonight and you are already a child of God maybe you have struggled to make the law your delight we all probably face those moments of weakness. We see it sometimes in, the, in what the psalmist is reflecting back on in his life. And we get right. We pray for forgiveness. If we need the, the prayers of, of the church, then we ask. And if we need the help and support of the church, then we ask for it because that's a blessing that we have is our family members and that we can bear one another's burdens. If you're not a child of God and you haven't accepted that which God has prescribed, ask yourself why. What do I need to do to be in alignment with God's word and make it right? And if it's not tonight, God's invitation is always open. We, we give opportunity now because we are here and because we know we have this moment and we don't know what else we have. We might have many, many more years, or we may have but a few seconds, and that's why we offer it. But if it's not tonight, if it's in the middle of the night, wake us up. If it's early in the morning, wake us up. If we're at work, call and let us know. We'll figure it out because it's that important. All right, that's my emphatic plea. If there's anybody here tonight that needs to respond to God's invitation, please come forward and let it be known as we stand in the same.